Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the Chorus Radio Network presents The Roy Green Show with Roy Green, keeping you informed and entertained. Now, here's Roy. So what was that little voice we heard? Somebody uh, rehearsing an acceptance speech? (laughs) Thanks for joining us on The Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network on this final day of January. Tomorrow it's all underway. It's go time in the United States for the presidential election as the first primary gets underway, the Iowa caucuses. And we're going to find out how the caucuses work shortly when we speak with with, um, Anna Backstrom, who is the political editor for the Des Moines Register, But uh, Donald Trump, I think, owned the week last week. He owned the information that was pouring out. Uh, Didn't appear on the Fox News debate, as you know. Held his own event. People standing, thousands of people standing outside for hours before they opened the doors. And uh, two of the debaters, at least the the, the first debate, showed up at Trump's event. This man is as... Dumb as a fox. And when that big 757, that big Boeing 757 pulled into uh, Iowa, into Des Moines at the airport, and the TV cameras were on it, it was like a papal entrance. Is Donald Trump taking the first step to occupying the Oval Office? Is Hillary Clinton in serious trouble? Is the elderly socialist going to make um, a run for it? Does somebody come out of the pack in the Republican crowd? When I last spoke with Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, the national polling firm in the United States, that was a few weeks ago, Fran, 74% of likely Republican voters thought at that time that Trump was going to be the likely GOP uh, nominee for president. Um, A few weeks before that, it was 66%. And uh, and then we saw numbers like 61% say the GOP nominee will be Trump. That's among all voters, which meant that he's on the minds of six of ten American voters as possible president. How do you assess last week? How do you assess how the how it's going now? And let's start with Trump and then maybe broad base it a little more into the rest of the of the crowd in the GOP nomination run. Okay, well, I tell you, Roy, skipping the debate, uh, to my mind, was almost a stroke of genius on uh, Trump's part. He had... Uh, you know, he, he knew he was going to be at the end of attacks, particularly from Ted Cruz, who's a very sharp guy. Uh, he knew he was going to get tough questions from the Fox moderators. Uh, so, you know, he ran some risks there of some bad uh, bad quotes or whatever, some gaffes. Uh, this way, basically, it turned all the fire of the other candidates on Cruz, who's the one person who's challenging in there in Iowa. Uh, meanwhile, Trump very shrewdly didn't go out of the state, which might have angered the Iowans. He stayed right there in Iowa, had a competing event for wounded vets, and and as you mentioned in the walk-in, both Huckabee and Santorum, uh, the two previous winners of the Iowa caucus and the two previous election cycles, showed up at Trump's event after their debate was over. Uh, So I I think any way you look at it, uh, skipping that debate was a win-win for Trump. What what do you expect? What does the polling suggest? the situation is now heading into the Iowa caucuses tomorrow. What, as far let's just talk about Iowa first. What's likely to happen? Do you think? Well, I think first of all, it looks like the uh, uh, 
blizzard that was projected for Iowa is going to not come in until Tuesday. So should be a good voting day there. Uh, Trump has got a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, and so I think, you know, if that, if that enthusiasm uh, turns around into people going out to vote, which I think it will, um, I, I think we can pretty much expect him to win. Uh, an interesting wrinkle in the rules, which I'm sure your next guest will talk about, is people can go. You have to be a registered member of the party to vote. Say you have to be a Republican to vote in the Republican caucus. But it's my understanding that you can literally change your registration there at the caucus. So if you're an independent, for say, uh, and you go to a caucus, you can register right there at the door as a Republican and then go in and vote. And as we know, a lot of the support Trump seems to be pulling together is are people that maybe have been outside the system, uh, people who may not be registered Republicans. Uh, so I think that that rule right there is going to be very helpful for him. Fran, if Donald Trump wins the GOP side of things in Iowa on Monday night, what does that do for the rest of the race? Do some people immediately fall out of the race? And, and, and uh, is that a really almost insurmountable situation for any who remain. Well, I think you may, well, you may see some of the guys on the undercard, you know, the, the opening uh, mini-debate, if you right. will. You might see a Huckabee or a Santorum, somebody like that drop out who's just, you know, marginal. And those guys both count very heavily on the evangelical vote. And so um, you, might see, I think you might see them drop out, but I don't expect any of the biggies. Uh, even Jeb Bush, who's been you know pretty much bottom feeding for weeks, um, I don't expect you know somebody like Jeb Bush of that magnitude to drop out. They're definitely going to make it to New Hampshire and probably at least to South Carolina uh, to see if there's some way they can turn it around. Obviously, and again, as you know, the the so-called establishment candidates uh, are counting on knocking each other off, and they're hoping that when the, the last person standing will be able to draw enough votes together to. Uh, overcome Trump, and so there's a lot of a lot of that thinking is going into say the the Bush campaign. Can we stay in it? Can we outlast the other candidates? What do you see on the Democrat side of things? Uh, Hillary Clinton has the emails issue hanging over her. She's got uh, a surging Bernie Sanders, who uh, I think is just about dead even with her now in Iowa and far ahead in polling in New Hampshire. What's likely to happen with the Democrats? Well, I think I think we'll probably see. I, I I still think Hillary is probably going to edge Sanders. She's going to she's going. To, I think she will win Iowa. Uh, I think there's a very good chance that Sanders may win in New Hampshire just because, if for no other reason, that he's then he's from Vermont, which is next door, kind of the favorite son of uh, impact, if you will. Uh, but I still I have to I have to be honest with you. At the end of the day, I have a huge problem seeing Bernie Sanders as the Democratic nominee. I just don't. You know, well, I mean, if Hillary gets indicted, then obviously all bets are off. And I think that's why Michael Bloomberg, the mayor of New York, has made it has indicated that he may run as an independent. I think he's basically just letting the the, the bigs and the Democratic Party know that he's available if Hillary stumbles for some reason. What but, about? Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. What about Joe Biden? Joe Biden. You know, I just don't. I think maybe for family reasons, if no other reason, um, Biden. I, I just don't expect Biden to get in. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Bloomberg came out a couple of weeks ago and let you know put the word out that he was considering running as an independent. Uh, I just think at the end of the day that if somebody jumps in, has to jump in that race, uh, it's going to be Bloomberg. Um, I mean, but you know, Biden may he may think, hey, this is the way to end my career, but I just don't think at this point in his life, Joe necessarily wants four or eight years uh, of a, of another job. Yeah. 
Fran, if it's uh, if it's if it turns out to be Trump versus Hillary Clinton in the general election, if that's how it turns out, do you expect a change in the Donald Trump approach? Uh, I've been watching this guy very carefully, and I thought he was done when he went after John McCain. That's how much I figured him out. Um, but but I have a feeling that he would probably pull in more. He seems to have signaled that he would be more conservative with his with his uh, with his statements, maybe be more mainstream, a little more mainstream. Uh, and uh, I have a feeling. I do, do tell me, but I just have a gut feel. If it's Trump versus Hillary Clinton, Trump wins. Well, he, Trump certainly has momentum, or he certainly has media momentum. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's way, way, way premature to say that he could beat Hillary Clinton. She definitely has some baggage. Uh, she is not popular with younger voters. I have a sense that younger voters, we're, starting, we're seeing in some of our surveys that younger voters are attracted to Trump uh, just because of his message. He's also, uh, I think I've said this on your show before, he is difficult for the Democrats to pigeonhole as your traditional Republican. I mean, they can't do their usual dance of war on women, anti-gay, racist, that kind of stuff, because Trump, you know, like, look how Hillary Clinton tried to call him a sexist, and he just came right back and jammed her with Bill Clinton, and that's yeah. just shut her right up. Um, and you're seeing women's groups, for example, very liberal women's groups, wavering. Um, now, at the end of the day, are they going to support Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump? Probably. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. But I think Trump is a tougher target for the Democrats to hit than they've had in the past. Trump's biggest problem is, can he pull the Republicans together? It is going to be nothing if not fascinating over the over the next weeks to come, and then really right up until November. Fran, thank you. Always good talking to you. Much appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure, Roy. Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports on the Roy Green Show. When we come back, Jeff Screema, the former mayor of Waukesha, Wisconsin, who's a big supporter of Donald Trump's, and we'll ask him... Why? Stay with us. Award-winning broadcaster Roy Green is keeping you company on your weekend. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. And emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I'm not an addictive personality. I just never not. I walk into a casino and walk right back out again. Done it many times. Might sit down at a blackjack table, win a couple of hundred bucks, and I'm gone. But I'm addicted to politics. I think it's fascinating. I think we all should be because ultimately the people who... Stay with me now. The people who are in power put there by the majority of us manage our affairs. I'll ask you before, after I talk to my guests, whether you would want to see, and I'll just focus on Donald Trump today. We'll talk about Clinton or Sanders or others another time. The question I'll ask you is whether you take, uh, you take one of these two statements. Yes, definitely Donald Trump for president of the United States, or the other choice is good Lord no to Donald Trump for president of the United States. Don't call now. We'll ask you later. Jeff Screema is the former mayor of Waukesha, Wisconsin. That's the ninth largest community in the state of Wisconsin. He's also a Donald Trump supporter. Jeff, last time we tried to talk to you, I think, uh, well, I had a feeling that some government agency got involved because we went off the air. So so let's hope that doesn't happen this time. Let me start with the question I asked you. We tried to get an answer to, and then we went off the air. Why Donald Trump? What made you decide to, to, to support Mr. Trump? 
Well, um, good afternoon, Roy. Um, why Trump? Uh, first of all, he's a winner. And based upon um, the last uh, couple elections, uh, the re Republicans put up uh, candidates that were weak. And I think that uh, many people, including including me, um, are tired of weak candidates. And he's um, he's shaking up the status quo. He's doing things that are different, that are outside the box, um, which gives the impression that he'll shake up the status quo in Washington, which um, I think we can all agree um, would be helpful at this point. Do you think there's enough support for Donald Trump nationally because he's attacked a lot of people and he's attacked a lot of groups and there's a lot of talk? that those groups and those people will never support him. Do you think there's enough support in the United States for Donald Trump to win in a general election? He may very well walk away with the GOP nomination, uh, but can he win the general election? And you've fought election campaigns. You know what it's about. Yeah, I, I believe he can because he has um, time on his side. Um, if he does well in Iowa and New Hampshire and the other uh, states, um, he has time to convince the rest of the Americans and the, the undecided voters. And I believe that he's shrewd. He's demonstrated that with his business ability. Um, and he really wants this. So uh, I believe he has time to do that. I've been watching him very carefully. And my sense has been that he thinks he's three moves or four moves ahead um, before people realize what he's doing. And I had that first sense or that sense first when the Trump helicopter flew over Hillary Clinton's event at a state fair, I forget which state fair it was, but there was Hillary and she was doing very well in the polls at the time. And suddenly the Trump helicopter appears above her and goes very slowly out of the picture with Mr. Trump inside. Um, when did you decide Donald Trump was your guy right away or along the way? Uh, right away. Um, because I, I believe that we need an outsider. I mean, if, if we always do what we've always done, we'll, we'll always get what we've always got. And, and that's really the problem with, with the other Republican candidates. Um, there really isn't a number two or three candidate in my mind. Um, if you look at uh, Cruz, um, he has demonstrated himself to be very polarizing in the Senate. And I think he's too far right to win the entire country. Um, and Rubio, um, he's very optimistic. Um, he's a great speaker, um, but he's accomplished very little. Um, and it seems like he's just been running for president ever since he's been in the Senate. Um, so given, given what we have to choose from, you know, I would go with, go with a new person. Is there a downside? Is there something about Donald Trump, something about his campaigning, something about his, what he said? Is there something that worries you? concerns you well he, he he's good at being provocative um and i think in large part he's doing that intentionally um to gain the media attention um however if he's uh provocative too much um uh, throughout the rest of this year um as we were speaking about earlier um he could end up irritating or continuing to irritate um the undecided voters or the majority that he needs to be elected. Yeah, he so said he's, things. He's going he's, he's gonna to have to be careful and probably tone it down and become more nuanced in his language, um, you know, throughout this year. The other day he said something like, I could walk down Fifth Avenue and I could shoot somebody 
and my poll numbers wouldn't go down. I think there's a reservoir, Jeff. There's a reservoir um, of comments like that that you can make, and eventually you're going to run dry. And I, I think that, I mean, I've said it before, and I was wrong before, but I had a feeling that that's the kind of comment that you don't want to be repeating too often. Um, correct. Uh, in that situation, he was making a joke. Um, I think most people understood that, right. and many people probably thought it was not funny. Um, but you know, he he's not a politician. Um, he he doesn't. I mean, now now he's a politician. But you know, we also have to look at the context. We'd rather have someone like Trump, who speaks off of the cuff, who speaks from the heart, who's maybe too honest sometimes to the point that he offends people, or would we rather have a career politician that's perfectly scripted, that does everything based on the polls and what the language experts tell them, and when they're presented in front of a group of people, they just come off as fake. And it's yeah. like, well, what do they really believe? Who are they? So I think most Americans, including myself, would rather have Trump, who is a little raw, um, but he seems to be more real. Well, you lost me at career politician. As soon as I hear career politician, I tune out. I'm tired of them. I really am tired of them. But I want I want substance in 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 place of the career politicians. I don't want somebody who's just weaned on bureaucracy, knows the right things to say, uh, or the right thing the things that sound correct but have no substance. That's that's what I'm looking for. And the minute we have left, what's the contribution? What do you think? What do you expect? The most single greatest contribution Donald Trump would bring to the Oval Office. Well, I believe based upon the success that he's had um, in New York, which is arguably, you know, perhaps one of the toughest business environments in the world, um, he had that success because of two things. Number one, the ability to get results, and number two, the ability to compromise with others to get results. And, and if he can bring those two skills um, to the White House, I believe um, the country will be better off for it. We need someone in the White House who can get results but also compromise along the way to get those results. And okay. I, I believe that based upon his uh, his resume, uh, he has the skills to do it. Jeff, thank you very much for talking to us. We'll catch up with you again throughout the campaign, and we'll see how things are going and how you assess it. Thank you for today. Thank you, Roy. Much appreciated. All the best. Jeff Screeno, the former mayor of Waukesha, Wisconsin. We're going to come back in a few minutes with Anna Backstrom, political editor of the Des Moines Register, and then that question for you. Informative and entertaining. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're on Facebook. Like us there. The Roy Green Show page, webpage, RoyGreenShow.com. Podcast. Listen back anytime to anything you choose. Download it too, and add your comments to mine. RoyGreenShow.com. Phone line, uh, our number is 888 talk 888-225-8255, or 416-870-6400, that's the local Toronto number, 416-870-6400, and if you want to get on the line now, we'll get you to hold on for a couple of minutes, but we'll be sure to hear your point of view. After I speak with Anna Backstrom from the Des Moines Register, I'm going to be asking you this. Um, with Donald Trump maintaining his national lead in the polls as far as the Republicans are concerned, and if he wins in Iowa, 
Which one of these two statements reflects your point of view about Trump and the White House? By the way, there are about a million Americans living in Canada, and they all have the right to vote. They all have a right, the right to vote in the U.S. election. So, which one of these two statements most agrees with your point of view? Yes, definitely. Donald Trump for President of the United States. That's the first option. The second one is, good Lord, no. No to Donald Trump for President of the United States. There's no vacillation there. You're either going to be on one side of the fence or on the other. No splinters in your bum. Yes, definitely Donald Trump for President of the United States. That's option A. Option B is, good Lord, no to Donald Trump for President of the United States. Then you can tell us why you feel the way you do. It's 888-225-8255 or 416 Call us now and we will put you on hold and then you'll have the opportunity to say your piece. So it all gets underway tomorrow in Iowa with the Iowa primary and the caucuses. And Anna Backstrom is the political editor with the Des Moines Register in Iowa. She joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Anna, I can't even imagine how busy you are. Thank you for taking the time. No, sure. No problem. Can you tell us, please, what caucusing is? What's, what happens when people caucus in Iowa? Sure. So um, the caucus is a, is a primary uh, vote or a party vote, excuse me. It's not run by the state. It's run by the individual parties. So uh, when the Democrats show up, they do some party business. They vote on platforms. They uh, elect some leaders. And then they physically go stand um, in corners uh, to show their support for a specific candidate. Um, if a candidate reaches, uh, if a candidate gets 15% uh, of the support in the room, they're considered viable. And then the Democrats hand out uh delegate equivalents, um, which then go on to sort of state conventions and eventually will help them pick the delegates um, at the national level. On the Republican side, it's actually a much uh, simpler process. You go in, you do some party business and uh, some of those similar sort of platform things, but then they, you know, simply uh, write a name on a piece of paper and they collect those votes. There's not a traditional ballot. You actually have to sort of write down who you want, um, but then they tally those up. And those votes are then tied to delegates, uh, then go on to the national convention. Okay, so it's a bit of a process. That's why been yes. ta- people have been talking about having to make the commitment to go to the caucuses. It's not like you just mark uh, an X or a tick mark in, in a box beside somebody's name. There's more more involved. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. It, can, it could take, you know, maybe up to two hours, depending on th- how things go. Okay. I just want to tell our call screeners, please. Don't ask, uh, and I should have said this to you before, don't ask the callers which which of the two options they're going to choose. Just get me the name of the person and the location. I want them to feel free, not feel like uh, we're loading it up one way or the other. I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, so, and phone lines are starting to fill up. Remember, it's AAA-225-8255 if you're in the Toronto area. 416-870-6400 is the number to call. Is it uh, for Trump or against Trump? Against Trump. What's your point of view? What, where do you stand? Um Anna, as as you as we get ready for tomorrow in Iowa, what's current polling in in Iowa suggest? Which candidates are favored, both in the Republican and uh, the Democrats' field? Uh, so last night, uh, the Des Moines Register and Bloomberg Politics released our final Iowa poll before the caucuses. On the Republican side, that showed um, Donald Trump with a five point lead over Ted Cruz, about twenty eight percent to twenty three percent. And on the Democratic side, a much tighter race. Hillary Clinton has just a two-point lead over Bernie Sanders. Uh, so tight over there. Um, and a 
on the Democratic side, Martin O'Malley is polling much lower. And on the Republican side, in third place is Marco Rubio, who's um, at about, I want to say, 15% there. So um, there's clearly sort of a cream has risen to the top um, on the Republican side, and it's definitely a two-person race uh, on the Democratic side. Okay. What, matter, what matters most in, in Iowa? Is it state politics or, or, or national politics? You know, I think on the Republican side this year, we've seen a lot of talk from voters on national security issues. Um, so after, obviously, what happened in Paris and what happened in San Bernardino, there's, there's a lot of questions about our security and military involvement overseas and those things. And I think that that is driving the conversation a little bit. Local issues are also important on both sides of the aisle. Um, you've seen the ethanol uh, groups come out really strongly against Ted Cruz because of his statements on the renewable fuel standard. Uh, so it's really a mix. I think if if you talk to 10 different voters, you might find you know, eight different issues between local and national that um, that mattered the most to them. Uh, and final question for you is, is there something during this campaign which has most caught your attention or maybe surprised you most, and, and maybe as well your reporters and your columnists? What's What's been the surprise factor? Um, you know, I think this rise... Hello? Has... Hello? Are you yes, there? go ahead, please. Okay, sorry. Um, I think the rise of these uh, sort of outsider candidates on both sides, um, Donald Trump, obviously, for the Republicans, and then um, Bernie Sanders. Oops, I did that. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Anna, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Uh, did you lose me after uh, talking about... Yeah, let's just go back to what the, what the surprise is the, on, on the Republican and on the Democrat side. Sure. I think it's um, these outside candidates um, doing so well. Um, on the Republicans, you've got Donald Trump, who's obviously not a traditional um, politician who hasn't held elective office, and he's um, appealing to some people who are wanting sort of an anti-establishment voice. And then on the Democratic side, you have Bernie Sanders, who is a uh, self-proclaimed Democratic socialist who only caucuses with the Democrats but doesn't really fully align with them. So it's been interesting to watch um, the sort of change in how the campaigns have run over time, um, just as they're bringing in sort of new people to the process and um, people who might not have participated before. Well, so Canada's Ted Cruz isn't probably going to win tomorrow then. I'd hate to to give a prediction because I'm not in the business of doing that. (laughs) I just think it was brilliant the way Donald Trump inserted Canada into Cruz's campaign and just kept pushing the needle in further and further and deeper and deeper. And uh, Mr. Cruz, Senator Cruz, just kept saying, ouch, louder. <laughs> it's, it certainly has been a campaign of surprises. It you has know? been. And, 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 it, and it always is. Yeah. Anna, thank you for the time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All the best. Anna Backstrom is the political editor of the Des Moines Register, the main newspaper in the state of Iowa. All right. Canada's Ted Cruz. See, Trump does that, right? He just pushed the needle in, said, gee, you know, I wonder if there's a possibility that it could be a problem for Ted Cruz to run. Uh, if he gets the nomination, the, the, the Democrats would challenge in court, and you have to be natural-born American to run for president, and Ted Cruz was born in Calgary and had Canadian citizenship until 2014, so it could be a problem for the senator. And Ted Cruz, instead of just telling Trump to go and 
take that proverbial long walk on the short pier. He just kept fighting back, arguing his case. And I thought, you're just, you're making, you're making it easier for Trump. All right, folks, 888-225-8255, 888-225-TALK, or 416-870-6400. And which one of these two options appeals most to you? Here's the first one. Yes, definitely Donald Trump for President of the United States. Or option B, good Lord, no. No to Donald Trump for President of the United States. Choose one and tell us why, and we'll come back and talk to you after this. You're listening to The Roy Green Show, all along the Chorus Radio Network. So people say to me, so what's your, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Because we go to The Roy Green Show, we can't find it. It's at The Roy Green Show. But now you got me wondering. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's at the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's at The Roy Green Show. Well, you figure it out. Give it a try. Follow me on Twitter, and and if you get my tweets, you know you 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 did it correctly. At, at the I'm sure it's at the Roy Green Show. I have an idea for an experiment I'd like to run with you who experience joint pain, and let's do it right now and right here in the privacy of your home or wherever you're listening to the Roy Green Show. Again, this is if you're living with joint pain, so play along with me, okay? If you've used a product containing glucosamine to help you with your joint pain, put your hands up. If you're certain the product with glucosamine has helped, leave your hands up. If not, put them down. Now, if we were all in the same room right now, I think I'd see many hands go down. I'll tell you what I am certain about. If you use Sierracil, you'll get relief from that joint pain. And if you don't, you get your money back. And my friends at Sierracil don't have to give money back very often. So use your hands to call one eight seven seven roy 1020 Monday to Friday in Vancouver, and order your no-risk joint pain-eliminating Sierracil. You can pick up Sierracil at Rexall Pharmacies if you're in Ontario, and for Western Canadians, go to London Drugs. You'll also find Sierracil at natural health products retailers coast-to-coast. Sierracil, my hands are up. Call one eight seven seven roy 1020 Now, very busy phone lines. Here's the question, and we're going to go to you. Uh, there are two options for you. Yes, definitely Donald Trump for president of the United States or good Lord. No, no to Donald Trump for president of the United States. We're going to start with Peter in beautiful London, Ontario in the snow belt. Peter. Hello, Roy. Yes, sir. Uh, Which one? Definitely Donald Trump. And, uh, one of the major reasons is, uh, an issue that's too easily dismissed in our country and in, during our past election, and that is on security and uh, his concerns about immigration and immigration specifically from the uh, from the war-torn Middle East. Now, I'll remind you... I, I don't have to, Peter, I don't have time for a long answer, just a sort of a, you know, a whichever option, and then just a very brief summary as to why. Well, uh, 20 years ago, Roy, we lost track of about 250,000 immigrants that CSIS couldn't find. You mean to tell me we're going to vet all these people coming in now? Well, that's what they say, and that's what they're doing. But I know there are people, there are all sorts of people in Canada, I don't know about that 250,000 number, but I know there are people who've been ordered to return to refugee determination hearings who've just disappeared, who've just disappeared, and they don't know where they are. All right, yes to Donald Trump, no to Donald Trump, and why do you feel that way? John is in Toronto. Hey, John. I don't think it's all about Donald Trump. 
And one of my reasons for that is I think that with his character, he he has such an unbelievably thin skin, he can't accept criticism of any kind. As a matter of, and, and because of that, you know that he'll never be able to work with anybody. One other thing, you know, the media has been very, they, they obviously need Donald Trump. He's, he's great for ink and, and, and viewers. But nobody's yet said, asked him the question of, he's going to make America great again. How? How? Let's be specific. You want to be the president of the United States? You can't just say, I'm going to be huge. It's got to be better than that, baby. Okay. Thank you, John. In Toronto, we'll go to Chicago, where Greg is listening on the Chorus Radio Network online. Greg, uh, what about it? Which one? Uh, heavens no, not Donald Trump. Uh, it, it, when you think about he's a master at negotiation, that would be a positive thing. But everything else, he's more interested in Donald Trump than he is in anything else. He is... I was thinking the other day, he's a masterful manipulator of people, and he's a masterful manipulator of situations, and sometimes those can be great political assets. And we know, Peter, the, 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 the one image that has stayed with me after, of all the things that we've seen, is that Boeing 757 gliding in in the dark in Des Moines, Iowa, and it looked like the Pope was arriving. And yeah, everybody stopped talking. We're looking for a president, not a pope. That's a good point. Thank you for the call. In Chicago, there's Greg. People listen to this program everywhere. I get emails from Sao Paulo, Brazil. By the way, you can call Cotol Free anywhere in North America, 888-2258-255. That's toll free anywhere in North America. Mark is in, uh, in Edmonton. Mark, what about it? Which one do you choose? You know what? I don't I don't agree with everything Trump says, but I am unequivocally going to support Donald Trump. And I listened to your last two callers. I mean, Trump epitomizes what it meant to be an American, have that American trailblazing attitude, start a business, build a business, know what it means to be in business. I mean, I think at this point in time, if Americans don't get a proper president in, I think the state is going to be so far gone. I think Trump will do a good job. I think he is a hothead, but I think he will work with people, but he wants to see the job done right. All right. And I, I think he'll be good, and it could be good for Canada, too. All right, Mark. Thank you very much. Donald Trump did have a lot of money when he started uh, the uh, construction business in well, he got money from his dad. He was in Queens. But he moved to Manhattan, and in Manhattan, they don't like people from Queens. Manhattan is an exclusive enclave. But Donald Trump just I, pushed people aside. And the buildings, I mean, what's he got? About 14 buildings in Manhattan with his name on them? Gene is in London, Ontario. Back to London, Gene. Hello, Gene. Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Yes, I would definitely choose Donald Trump um, for the mere fact that he's a billionaire and... Um, he doesn't need the aggravation or the criticism or the stress of the job being a leader in the country of a country. So obviously, he clearly demonstrates not only his love for his country but wanting to make it back to what it used to be. So now he hasn't said things that have upset you as a woman, because what we hear again and again is Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton said he was sexist, and Donald Trump pointed to bail on that. Just close that argument down. Um, but he hasn't upset you as a, as, a, as, a, as a woman. No, I don't believe he's a sexist, not at all. I think uh, Hillary Clinton is making too much out of, uh, out of a okay. offhanded remark, basically, or something that she, it can be expected that she would make too much out of something like that. Okay, thank you, Jean. The, uh, the Clintons 
are known to be you fill out, uh, you end that sentence. In Brampton, Ontario, here's Dave. Dave on Donald Trump, yes or no? Yeah, right. um, yes, for one reason, because we need a paradigm shift, or they need a paradigm shift, if my vote were to count. It would be Jesse Ventura, but he's not running. Donald Trump is, uh, yes, maybe one of the corporate elite, and that's what scares me, but he is the only chance at a paradigm shift that um, the United States needs since Kennedy, basically, and they need a new 1776 down there so that's all i can say all right dave thank you very much in brampton ontario staying in ontario we'll go to barry um actually the town of barry the city of barry the municipality of barry and we'll talk to al hey how are you doing Roy? good sir how are you al? yeah yeah trump for sure 100 percent. we're 17 bill 17 trillion in the hole in the states he's a smart businessman brilliant guy he might be able to get something done and get the states back on track and also one more little thing I think he might actually listen to his military people, unlike Obama, who doesn't pay any attention to them whatsoever. That's what we hear. Thank you, Al. I spoke with the former deputy commander or the executive officer to General David Petraeus on this program, who said that uh, military officers are not particularly fond of Barack Obama. Bob in Toronto, you're going to wrap it up for us. Bob, which option do you choose? Oh, Bob for Donald Trump. Absolutely. The reason being... He's a non-interventionist. All these other characters are going to go playing around in every country. Ukraine, Middle East are going to drop bombs and do everything to stir people up. I don't like it. I think Donald Trump is more after the uh, character of Ron Paul, who says, get out of all this stuff. Don't interfere on anything. Well, Bob, thank you very much for your call. We'll see. I was yelling, too. Um, I I just have this, this, this visual... The first phone call, maybe a sort of teleconference call, between President Trump and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. God, I'd love to hear that. There's a long way to go, and it all starts tomorrow in Iowa. We'll come back and wrap things up after this.